barbecue ginger. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show, a show, which you didn't know, it talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We are originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Rempe, happy to have you. All right, look, if you want to jump in on the show tonight, you can lob me a phone call if you would like to email the show. Of course, you can do that as well. Here's your two bits of contact information. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, last weekend, the Memphis in May World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off Event Contest took place. And there was crowned a brand new winner, a first-time winner overall of the Memphis and May World Championship. And the winner this time comes out of the pork shoulder category and, uh, in essence, taking down two world championships in the same weekend, one for the category, which is pork shoulder. Whole hog is, like, sticking in my head for some reason, and I'm don't want to say it. Pork Shoulder wins to get them into the finals, and then they take down the finals. That, of course, one of the most prolific competition cooks and one of the most recognizable faces as it relates to the industry in general. The pitmaster of Cool Smoke Barbecue Team, Tuffy Stone, will be joining me, and we will obviously be breaking down the win in detail. We will also talk about If you're not familiar with Tuff, aside from being somebody that you would recognize on the street if you are within the subculture because of all of the television exposure, successful cookbook, restaurant, catering company, appeared on this show any number of times, the list goes on and on. He has won all except one, and I don't even know if the one that he hasn't won yet is... For many, it is one of the ones to win, that being Houston Livestock and Rodeo. I believe that's the only one he hasn't won yet. Everything else he's won at least once, uh, some multiple times. So when you look at contests that you want to win, 
as you go into competition barbecue while you're currently existing in competition barbecue before you put out the fire forever. He's won them all, except for Houston Livestock. So quite an accomplishment, especially given the events of last weekend. And that will be Tuffy Stone in the first interview segment. Then we will be joined by the third Tuesday, one of the third Tuesday of the month recurring guests. She is the creator of GrillGirl.com. And sharing recipes tonight that involve smoking spices and salts and peppers, like grindable peppers, not red peppers or jalapenos, although you can smoke those as well. We also have some tips and suggestions for the upcoming Memorial Day weekend. Bunch of other stuff to cover. And that is robinlindarsgrillgirl.com. And then we will move to the second hour. We have an open last segment. So if you've always wanted to jump in on the show, that's probably your time to do it uh, right around that 1035 or show segment. And at 1014, we will be joined by a first timer to the show. Someone who has indirect ties to the show, believe it or not, and I'll leave it at that. But have you ever, you know, there's there's certain things that you see, like, for instance, see this color? When I see this color on this thermos, I know exactly who makes this thermos. I don't even need to see the nameplate. I don't need to see the logo. All I need to see is that style cooler or thermos. With that color on it, I know exactly who makes it. And I've had that one for well over 15 years, I believe. In the instant chat, you just saw me hold it up. You saw the color. Do you know who makes that thermos? I know it in a heartbeat. It's just one of those iconic brands, looks, you name it. I will be joined by the Eastern Sales Manager for Stanley Thermos. That being Sarah Lewis, first-timer. Or as it was initially introduced to me, Sarah Ray Lewis, and see if you can do detective work from there. So there you have your show. 14 past this hour, Tuffy Stone. 35 past Robin Lindars, grillgirl.com. And 14 past the second hour, Sarah Lewis from Stanley Thermos. Looking forward to talking with Sarah about Stanley. What about, I, I have to be one of the biggest fans of Stanley ever. Like That was... One of my most prized possessions that I ever bought myself when I first started being on-the-road sales guy. I wanted something that was going to hold my coffee hot all day. And it does all day. All day. Love that thing. Again, and it's a workhorse. Again, I just said again 17 times. I mean, look how nice this thing looks. And it's 15 years old. Is there a born-on date on this thing? Serial number somewhere, but it, it's still ready to go. And it's not like those crappy other th- I'm getting off track. You can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. So if you're not currently doing that, please do that immediately, if not sooner. Last week, I told you about the Crowd Cow 100% dry aged beef. Wagyu hot dogs. Did I say Wagyu twice? That were ready to deliver last Wednesday. And as luck would have it, because we live in a great country where things do show up on time, they have arrived. 
There is a personal goal to get them tested out this coming weekend. It is Memorial Day, of course. I will say, at first blush, on the packaging, and they do come frozen, while it does say Wagyu hot dogs, it does not. Andrew, you are not the hot It does not make any mention of dry-aged anything on the label. So, suggestion box material going forward for CrowdCow. If I was a purchasing consumer, and in this instance, I wasn't because it was sent to me as a gift. But if I were a buyer, like for the person that bought this for me, I'm sure he would, as I would if I bought them for me, I would visually want to see the actual verbiage on the package. Dry aged, because it doesn't say that. One could be led to believe otherwise that there is perhaps no dry aging at all going on because it doesn't say dry aging. And I'm sure no one wants to feel like that, especially since it doesn't say that you're paying, or especially since you are paying a premium for these schweens. So again, three packages have arrived in the freezer. They come frozen. And on the packaging, it says 100% Wagyu beef hot dogs, but it does not make a reference to dry age. And again, that was a a big selling point. So, all right. I went over this list last week, but a number of you were asking me for it over the course of the week. Let me get it out there one more time. This is the list of the nine folks who are currently being voted on for what will end up being the three that make the Barbecue Hall of Fame for 2019. Number one, Aaron Franklin. Number two, second Tuesday of the month guest, Meathead, who we unveiled last week to him, much to his surprise. Desiree Robinson from Cozy Corner. Wayne Monk from Lexington Barbecue. John Big Daddy Bishop, founder of Dreamland. Number six, C.B. Stubblefield from Stubbs Barbecue. Number seven, Michael Ray Higgins, who is one of the co-partners of J&R Manufacturing, which is the company that makes oiler pits. Number eight, Jim Quisenberry, who was a, from what my research has told me, a fairly integral person and team getting Memphis in May off the ground back when it was a one-tent affair back in the day, early 80s, if you can believe that. And rounding out that top nine or the uh, list of nine, James Lemons, from Lem's Barbecue in Chicago. I also have it on fairly good authority that closing, uh, that voting has already closed for the top nine and that the three Hall of Fame inductees will be announced here by the end of the month. Or maybe it's next month. I forget. I'll figure it out. Before we get to Tuffy Stone, I want to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Sterling Big Papa Ball himself handpicks everything that is on that site, so rest assured that an expert is doing this. American-made grills, spices, rubs, sauces, it's all there. As it relates to the rubs, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in your backyard because they are in my backyard. 
Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors to transform ordinary meals to extraordinary. They also have that great partnership with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is known as the West Coast Offense, and everybody's using that. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're looking for something new out of the ordinary, it's not going to blow your mind with crazy flavor profiles, but if you like things that are delicious... You'll love Granny's Barbecue Sauce. And aside from the premium selection of those rubs and sauces, they also offer the very best wood charcoal and pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, and even offer special packages. Not a fan of pellet cookers? All right. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me, looking for a durable and versatile grill that's easy to use and that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure of what grill you need? You can't go wrong with anything offered on BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of budget and backyard cooker. If you have any questions, you call them at 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Shop the website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G. P-O-P-P-A smokers.com 2019 Memphis and May world champ in both shoulder and overall Tuffy Stone coming up out of the break stick around be right back Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, this portion of the show brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, the list goes on. All the Butcher Barbecue products tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com to stock up right now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. Oh, no. Try that one. My next guest, one of the most recognizable faces in barbecue. You see him on TV, in his restaurants, writing books, competition trail. This past weekend, you might have seen him in Memphis, Tennessee, winning not only the world title in pork shoulder, but added Memphis and May overall grand champ as well. His first overall MIM title, by the way. So let's go ahead and race to the Fogo Charcoal Hotline. And welcome back. The pitmaster of Cool Smoke Barbecue Hall of Famer, Tuffy Stone, joins me here on the show. Tuffy, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. I'm doing well. How are you? Absolutely fabulous. Probably not doing any better than you are, though, given the events of this past (laughs) weekend. No doubt about it. So did you spend all of the winnings that night that you put on Instagram? (laughs) We tried. We put a dent in it, but we, uh, we, we we were all moving a little slow, so we, uh, 
we went to bed early, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to spend some more time working on that. So let's start with this past weekend, Tuffy knocking down two world titles, Pork Shoulder to get into the final, and then overall world champ. You certainly aren't new to this particular event, that being Memphis in May, and it's truly a one of a kind competition. So, do you prepare for this particular event? any differently than you would if you were going to a KCBS contest or a Houston contest or something other than a Memphis contest? Absolutely. Um, with Memphis in May, there's uh, a lot – I I have to bring a lot more equipment. So we have to we have to set up uh, – we bring, we rent tents and tables and chairs and flooring. Our, our, our site's pretty modest in comparison to – some of the uh, elaborate double deckers down there, but um, so we have to coordinate the rentals, and then it's a matter of we you have to present your. In this case, I'm cooking whole shoulders, so I've got to have enough pit capacity where I can show the judges a whole shoulder on my pit. But I need to have a second pit because I'm cooking eight shoulders, so there's wow. there's that to deal with. There's platters, there's linens, and 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 tables for the judges to s- sit at. So. There's a lot of those kind of elements that are completely different uh, than when I go cook a, a Kansas City Barbecue Society contest or Houston Livestock Radio Show or something like that. Does your catering background help at all as far as getting that whole thing set up and acclimating yourself? Uh, absolutely. I think, honestly speaking, I think uh, my catering background has helped me uh, just in competition as a whole because. I'm, I'm so used to cooking in makeshift kitchens and having the elements to deal with. And, 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 and so I believe that's helped me just not only from the uh, setup for the presentation of Memphis MA, but just as a cook as a whole, but, and then my wife, Leslie, she is so amazing. We, we create pack lists and, um, and work on, you know, we work on pulling this together for probably a couple of weeks and, and we have tubs and platters and, toppers and you know you name it napkins and so the the catering part certainly makes the presentation part of uh, memphis mail a lot more easy from a pork shoulder standpoint obviously you are uh, uh affiliated with smithfield uh, they obviously sponsor this show so it's obviously smithfield shoulders going on do you have a particular i know they have a couple different lines of shoulders uh, which ones did you use and what did you win with well, and so I, my, I'm a big fan of the the, the prime, which is uh, in the process of changing to a, a, an all natural line. But uh, it's not enhanced at all. All of the shoulders that I had, I cooked eight shoulders. They were all uh, 25 pounders, or thereabouts. They were really close to 25 pounds before I, I did a little trim work to them. They were beautiful. The, the marbling in these these uh, Smithfield shoulders was was really, really great. And, and you know, as well as I do when we're cooking long cooked meats, like the, you know, ribs or shoulders or, uh, you know, any big cuts, the more marbling that's in there, the better. And so I had, I, I was really happy with my product. It was about from the, from the kill date to the date that I cooked it, it was about 13, 14 days old, uh, which is perfect for me. I, I like, uh, I like my shoulders to, to, to have aged that that amount of time before I cook on it, That's and so and I tell people all the time when I get to a contest, I come with sharp knives, uh, good wood, clean pit, fresh rubs, good sauce, and great meat, and, and just hoping that you have all the things 
you can hopefully you get there with all the things that you would need to uh, stand a chance in doing well. And, and, and these shoulders were just beautiful. Have you come to learn that eight shoulders is what you need, or is that just what you're supposed to cook? No. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you need a, you need a whole shoulder for each on-site judge for the preliminary. So there's three. Um, you need, you, I, I like to have options. So I, I cook eight, I stagger cook two, um, in hopes that we make finals. Well, uh, if we don't make finals, we don't have any, any use for the, the, the two that we stagger cook. And I've, I've been fortunate and needed those shoulders. And I've also cooked those shoulders and not made finals. And, and then it just becomes uh food that you take home. But so I will typically have three for the preliminaries, two choices for if we make finals, so that's five, and then I'll have three that I can potentially work uh, work off of for um, for the blind box. And, and sometimes I will get into just two for the blind box. Sometimes I'll, I'll get into three for the blind box. I've got lots of sayings, as you know. One of my sayings is it's better to be looking at it than looking for it. Right. And, so I like to have choices. Jamie made me a really beautiful double barrel uh, uh, jambo, and that's a 30-inch diameter pipe on each side, and I'm able to comfortably put oh. – well, that's a tight squeeze, but I can put four nice whole shoulders on each side. So you end up finaling in shoulder along with your pal Chris <laughs> Lilly of Big Bob Gibson's. Uh, no, uh, no news to you, but nobody's won Memphis in May more than that guy, of course. It has to feel great to get over the hump and have a sniff at finals uh, instead of you know being a, a bridesmaid and shoulder again. You know, I was. Uh, we 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 every every year we there's always a, a bump in the road in your cook and I you know another one of my sayings is it's all and how you handle catastrophes and you know we had a couple of uh, situations that we had to sort through and our shoulders we we ended up having to push the heat up on them mm-hmm. that morning and that's that's for me that's not the preferable way to cook a whole shoulder because where that joint is at the point and and the butt if it gets too hot it'll it'll pop on you it doesn't make for a very nice presentation but we had to push the heat up on these and and kind of sort through that and then we, we built a blind box. I felt like that was uh, I felt like that was pretty. What's interesting is is my Memphis MA presentation is not is uh, is uh, composed or as fanciful as I would do for Kansas City Barbecue Society. So I always kind of like look at that box and say, but it could be so much prettier. <laughs> um, but I, but I tone it down for that. And so we did that. And and my first. My first preliminary on-site, I'm usually, I tend to be a little clunky on the first one, and then by the second and the third, I get smoother. And we did that, and then it was crazy. I had to drive across to West Memphis after that and, and pick up a trailer that I purchased. Mm-hmm. And so we dealt with that. We came back across the river, and we were waiting, and we were waiting, and we were waiting, and it's a long wait. And all of a sudden, we hear the roar of the team of uh, Big Bob Gibsons, because there's one spot between us and them. And, and they're cheering and it's energetic. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> they, they made finals. And, and I hope we made finals. And and one of the ambassadors there was so great. She got over to us like, you know, less than a minute later, we had made finals too. 
and anybody that knows me knows uh, I, I kind of get emotional with that stuff. So we were the team. We were all just, you know, very enthusiastic and, and happy to you know, make it finals. And, and for me, making finals at Memphis in May, you know, I've, having started in KCBS and, and then, you know, eventually trying, you know, giving a go at, at uh, Memphis in May, um, I'm just, I'm happy if I get any kind of trophy, it doesn't matter what size it is. And, uh, so making finals, you know, you could at least be third. And I, you know, I was like, I, we got in the zone. We had a great, you know, everybody that was, uh, that was on the teams cooked with us in the past. And we, we did a much better job this year, Greg, of, of, of organizing responsibilities. And, and we just went into motion and I was, I was kind of getting in the zone. I, I tell Sterling ball this all the time. I, whenever I have a chance to win a, a world championship, uh, or is that when, whenever I have a chance to cook a world championship, I always just kind of like get in the zone and, and try and just be, you know, trying to just have my best cook ever and, and, and control the things that I can control. And so I was thinking about this presentation and, and just knowing how important it was going to be. In addition to the beautiful Smithfield, shoulders i had to be on point and so they got there and and it just flowed and and and, and the team did great and 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 when and here's something i didn't know greg so we had to we had to be the first shoulder to be judged <laughs> and 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 in kcbs historically back in the old days you, we always wanted a high number on our box in KCBS because if you had a high number, they used to judge them numerically uh, in numerical order. And and so if you had a high number, it was always a good chance that your food was going to be judged last. And that was the way we always wanted to be in KCBS. Right. And and so when I was being judged first, I was like, oh, man, why? this isn't good. But <laughs> I found out later that day that when you're ju- they judge so we had the best shoulder score going uh coming out of preliminaries and i didn't know that and that's why we were being judged first <laughs> but red hot smokers is an amazing shoulder cook and then like you said with chris Lilly, it goes without saying i mean he is he i have so much respect for him as a pit master he's and, and i actually he posted a picture or somebody posted a picture of his shoulder on instagram and i looked at that shoulder and i like my gosh that is one <laughs> beautiful shoulder <laughs> so so I was like, um, you know, I was just like, it's going to be tough for us to, 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 to take this. And, and we did, we, we, we did our best. And then off to awards, we, we eventually went and, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was just an amazing day. Tough stone joining me, recapping the big win over at Memphis in May this past weekend. Uh, Tuffy, I've asked this question a number of times to folks that are in Memphis and May, and and they have that status. So, I mean, when you are who you are—TV exposure, successful author, uh, successful restaurateur—few uh, in barbecue rival your recognizability. So, when it comes to the on-site judging portion of this, do you see your status as something that you need to overcome? Or do you see it as something that actually might give you an advantage to some degree? Well, I I, I have felt in years past that it it probably hurt me in a couple of situations. Um, uh, I had I've, I've had anyways. So I don't know. I did not I did not know the judges, um, the finals judges. And, and, and I had someone tell me that they were, um, 
or they were they they were all I knew they were all really experienced judges because you know you know you know they don't have something that they wear that you know, makes you realize that they've been doing this for a while. But I was mm-hmm. told that uh, uh, that they were very experienced judges, and and I just um, I I just always go into my presentation um, like. Like I, I don't know. I just, I always just try and be very humble and very like, you don't know who I am and, and, and I'm going to introduce you to me and my team and where we're from and how we cook this food that we're serving you. And, and, and here's all my thoughts on my rub and my sauce and my pit and the selection of my pork and the wood that I use and why. And I just, I just kind of go through it that way. You know, the, at the end of the day, uh, just to get the finals, you got to win blind box. Yep. If you don't win blind box, you're not you're not going anywhere. And you know, I think I've cooked. I think I've cooked Memphis and May now nine times. I think I've made finals five times, and this is the first time that we ever won it. So, um, so to answer your question, uh, I don't know. I just uh, I don't. And I, and I I still feel like I'm a newbie in Memphis, May, to be honest with you. It's like I've cooked it nine times, but you know, so many of my buds down there. I mean, Chris Lilly and Myron and Melissa and and, and Pat Burke and Mike mm-hmm. Mills and, and and this list is just so long. Uh, I mean, Pat Burke cooked his thirtieth straight Memphis <laughs> May this weekend. I mean, thirty years. Wow. I mean, it's incredible. So I I don't. Uh, I, I don't think it helped. I don't think it helped me. And, and, you know, and, and my, what I know about all the judges that I get to talk to all the judges that I know and uh, or have met, they're really focused on trying to, uh, award the best food, uh, that I, I what I love about Memphis MA is it is comparative judging and they can, they can really take their time. And, 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 and golly, the, the point spread between, uh, cool smoke and big Bob Gibson's was so small. I mean, it was, it was, it was just, it was so small. So I, I feel really blessed that, that, uh, we, that we got to, uh, to walk the stage and, and then, then when we were up there and we were getting ready to call brand, I was Greg, I was, I was tripping out. I was like, I was like, man, there's no way we're gonna win this thing. There's no way. And, and then they called us, and 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 it was uh, it was unbelievable. But you know, these the, the, I, I said this on the stage. There were so many of my mentors and and, and friends that are just tremendous pit masters. You know, and Chris Lilly. I mean, what he can what he can pull out of a shoulder uh, is just, he's brilliant. It's, he's just brilliant. And, and, and I don't know how many, I don't know how many of those trophies he has, Greg, but he's got a whole bunch of, them. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, when you can get a shipment of pork shoulders frozen and still end up winning Memphis, still win shoulder and still win Memphis and May in the same year, uh, overall, I mean, you're certainly doing something right. No doubt about it. And we're talking with Tuffy Stone, the 2019 Memphis and May overall world champ. All right. So, uh, Here's a quick list, if you aren't familiar with some of these. Let me refresh your memory here, Tuffy. You've won the Jack three different times, 13, and then back-to-back 15 and 16. You've won both sides of the American Royal, the Open in 14, and the Invitational side on 13. You won the 2015 Kingsford Invitational. You've also garnered the 2012 Gary Wells Sportsmanship of the Year Award. And, of course, 
I think kind of where we first met, the 2007 KCBS Team of the Year, quite an esteemed, accomplished list that most pitmasters would be highly sought after to accomplish during whatever cooking career they have. Do any of these stand out over and above the rest for any reason? Well, first of all, you can't see me right now, but my face is really red. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you um, won them, so, I mean, you did it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you, um, the most, it was, there's been so many amazing, beautiful things that I've been able to have to go through in, in, in competition barbecue and and, 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 and every one of those things that you just mentioned has a story. And I got to do them with my father and friends. And, but if I had to pick one out of all those things that, that, that made me, uh, that touched my heart. Um, and it was so funny. It was so uneventful. One day I opened a package at work and it was the Gary Wells, uh, sportsmanship award. And there was no fanfare. There was no, it just came in the mail and, and that really touched my heart a lot. So if I got to, if I got to pick one out of, of that, out of that amazing list that you just uh, read, uh, that that's the one that's most meaningful. Yeah. And you know what? That doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, we, we, we've talked a lot over the years about winning this competition or that competition, but I don't know if it largely just kind of to goes unnoticed or if you really got to start digging through what about Tuffy Stone or, or what have you won. And that one shows up. And as I was prepping for this interview, I'm like, man, I'm going to ask this question, but I guarantee it's really not the contest. It's getting recognized for being a great human being. And we all know what the sportsmanship award is all about. So um, uh, I figured that probably was going to be the one that uh, might stand <laughs> a little bit head and shoulders above the rest. Here. It, was, it was just such a funny moment. It was like, it touched me. And of course you and everybody else probably know how emotional I get, but yeah, you know, those boxes came in the mail and I opened it up and there it was. And I just, I, I had a tear to the eye because it was, it was so sweet that people, uh, felt that way. And, and so anyways, but it was, it was, you know, you know, you think about the Jack or the Royal or, or Memphis and May or all these things. And there's usually like lots of energy about the people and excitement. Here it was just this private moment of me at my desk. And it was, it was sweet. Uh, what does the rest of the 2019 schedule look like for competition? Well, so, you know, some of the things I've been doing this, the last year or so, this really bringing me so much joy is I'm, I'm doing festivals where I'm cooking for people that I can see their faces when they eat it. And that's just mm -hmm. making me so happy. And I did South beach, uh, food and wine. I did Charleston wine and food. And, uh, I got to cook for the troops, uh, with stretch and the mess Lords, uh, and that, you know, being a former jarhead, that, uh, that, that's been so meaningful for me. So I want to do more of those kinds of things. I did, uh, I am, and I'm going to, I'm going to be taking pictures, but I, I, I finally got a porch trailer. I had to retire the RV, had 175,000 barbecue miles on it. <laughs> and so I've got this porch trailer that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to fix up and do some work on it. I'm going to, put uh, a jambo and clothes model that i've had for a very long time on there and i would have told you before saturday that if i could cook uh anyways uh 
I'm getting you know winning Memphis in May. I'm 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 now an automatic for the Jack, so I get to go down to the, uh, you know, we get to go to the Royal. I mean the Jack again, and I'm super excited about that. I am doing the Washington D.C. contest, which mm-hmm. is a contest that I love, and I do some demos there. My dad enjoys doing competition barbecues so much that to you know he'll, he'll be 79 in December, and I think this this new porch trailer. Uh, hopefully we'll make it uh, easier for him. So we'll, we'll pepper in some, some competition barbecue, but I'm really enjoying the, fe- Oh, I'm working, oh, I'm working on a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> you're the person, you're the first, uh, uh, this is, I haven't talked about this with to, to any type of media or anything, but I'm working on a new restaurant uh, with, with my wife and, and my partner, Josh and I'm 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 excited about that. It's going to have a market and a restaurant. You're you're the first, Greg. So there you go. You heard it first on on your show. But that's going to hopefully open and uh, uh, probably looking early fall now. So uh, that's 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 going to have some cool stuff going on. It's going to have a market with a little meat section in the back, and we're going to have a wood burning grill and a wood burning oven. We're going to do some, wow. some fun stuff. So. Anyways, I'm I'm always I always got something that I'm working on. Man, busy. I can't thank you enough for having me on your show, man. It's like I just rehashing this with you. Me and everybody on the team, I think we still feel like we're we're kind of in a dream, uh, and this didn't really happen. So being being on your show, kind of like maybe maybe it did happen. Yeah, it's always good to relive it and then re-soak it in, let it soak in over the course of the week, and uh, certainly we'll we'll feel like a, a nice new suit come uh, the beginning of next week, no doubt about it. And it's something that you can just put on the on the belt notch there, and and it's yours. You can't nobody can take it away. Now you got 2019 Memphis in May world champion and shoulder champion to go along with it. It's Tuffy Stone, the pitmaster of Cool Smoke. Tuffy, really appreciate the time catching up and Great. letting us into this whole uh, look back. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate all the things you do for barbecue, and thanks for having me again. You got it. There he is, Tuffy Stone. Your 2019 Memphis and May World Champion, both overall and in shoulder. I mean, that's important. So remember, there are three world champions. You have one in shoulder. You have one in ribs, you have one in whole hog, and then you have the overall world champion. So Tuffy gets two of the four, one fifty percent of those world championships. I'm no mathematician, but that's a pretty good percentage right there. All right, we're a little long there, but I'm sure Robin will forgive me and we'll make it up to her here on the backside. Green Mountain Grills. Let me talk to you quickly about those. Uh, Both Robin and I are fans of Green Mountain Grills, believe it or not. They have three different sizes for you to choose from. They also have two different lines. So if you're looking for the latest and greatest, the Prime line is something you want to look at. They got the peek-in windows on the cooking chamber and in the uh, pellet hopper. A little bit more of a sturdy chassis, okay? And... Great new features like the 12-volt power control. They have the dual internal meat temperature probes, just to name a few. They also have the classic line, if you are more interested in that. The Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone also have the ability where if you rip the guts out of those two cookers, you can drop in that pizza oven insert, and now you have a pizza party. In fact, I think Memorial Day is going to be pizza party at the Rampy House. Get in that big swim spa, eat pizza all day long because you can make them in like two or three minutes. So fun. 
GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. They have pellets and sauces and rubs, all the other accoutrements that you need, too. And we will be right back with the Grill Girl, Robin Lindar. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of the pellet-driven cookers, the Green Mountain Grills, the Cook Shacks, the Traegers, the Louisianas, the Pit Bosses, you name it. All those pellet cookers can use cooking pellets. You can buy online, cookingpellets.com, or on amazon.com if you prefer. Download the free app, too. Get alerted. It's the third Tuesday of the month, and you know what that means. We get a visit. From Robin Lindar's The Grill Girl. Hey, Robin. Hi. So how Happy nice? Tuesday. How nice was it to? Uh, how nice is it to follow the 2019 Grand Champ of Memphis in May, Tuffy Stone? Oh my God! Wow, we. I was like, holy shit! I usually follow Stephen Reichlin, which is already like <laughs> not worthy, and then I get to follow Tuffy tonight. It's yeah. like, oh my God! Um, wow! And can I just say that Tuffy's the nicest guy, and I'm so happy he won. Because I love him, and Memphis in May is its own animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not just your average barbecue competition. I actually wrote something down when I was listening to him. Pork pageantry. That's what I. That's the term that came to my head. Pork pageantry, mm-hmm. and that is what Memphis in May is all about. And There's cert- a lot of. You're no. You're no stranger to Memphis in May. I mean, you had been competing there. Uh, you had you were going for like a, a handful of years in a row, right? I've done eight years and I've been on three different teams. Um, And the last team, my dad and I started with our friend Patrick Hilson. Um, But as you know, uh, there is a lot to doing a team. It's like running a small business. You're really like, especially in Memphis, it's it's not just like you're showing up for a barbecue competition. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like a $12,000 to $15,000 endeavor. It's a lot of stuff, you know, so it's very core. It can get very corporate. I feel like it's a little bit pay to play. Like you, as you see, you really, a lot of people that do well have restaurants because mm-hmm. I, I feel like you do have an advantage that way. Obviously you have more resources. Um, it's, it's hardcore, but it's a shitload of fun too. It's super Yeah. I fun. mean, it seems like you almost have to be back to some degree. I mean, uh, I was watching Malcolm Reed's Instagram feed and he was tracking progress of what ended up being, I guess, a, a replica of Graceland being built on some team site. It was a two or three stories high and, yeah, it looked oh, like yeah. they it's were building every, a house. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's such an event because it's not just the barbecue competition and the food. It's also it's you music have and all that other contests and the and all these different things going on. And you can spend a lot of money. And a lot of teams are party teams. They throw these big parties, and it's it's in a corporate event that it's an opportunity to host you know, corporate sponsor people and feed them. And then your team, it's like, all right, are we competing to win or are we competing to feed a bunch of people? (laughs) And you end up like, how are we going to like, what's going to like, what's, 
it's just a stressful, there's a lot of moving parts. It's almost like, I think if you can figure out how to keep it small and, and, uh, get the right sponsorships, you're, you're ahead and you see all the people that win are also the ones that are focused, you mm, know? Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, our team did really well in the pork. We did shoulder, but on the actual taste and the, the blind box, but of the presentation part, we totally messed up. So it's like, you know, there's just a lot of things you have to coordinate. So even they, you know, your tablescaping basically, like they, they judge you on the appearance of your, of your tent. So a lot of people put out like sod in the front to make it look nice. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's crazy. So that's why it's refreshing to do, uh, like, like the state competitions where you're just, it's very like you come in, you set up your grill, you, it's all the same day. It's totally different, which I, I love that. So will so. you get back to Memphis in May next year or the year after, or at some point, or are you done and you've no, turned, the, turned the page? I want, no, I want to go back, but just on a press pass, like I started, you know, my dad and I, it was really my dad and Patrick started the team, but I think we didn't do it this year. Dad just wasn't, an agreement on the direction and the way things were going. So they just, I think it was just kind of a parting of ways, but in an amicable way. And I was always ahead of sponsorship. So I was always trying to ask people to, you know, I was like, so that's why I kind of know a lot about how much goes into this. Cause oh, it's right. expensive, so, <laughs> wow. uh, which makes it hard to focus on what you need to be focusing on, which is how to win, you know? Um, but then it turns into, I want, how do I pay to enter this competition that is <laughs> such a major endeavor? Yes, so it's, it sounds very complicated. And, and, oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, a lot of moving yeah. parts. And, and all, also, by the way, you have to cook really good food, and then you have to be a really great presenter. Wow, we. I mean, it's a... Uh, That's why it's like... And you, when you see Tuffy out there, he's always super focused, and he keeps it small, and... Um, I'm super happy for him that he's won. He's awesome. He's such a good cook. So. Robin, I don't know if you remember this or not, but on May 7th, your book came out. How about that? Uh, Dennis Busso in the instant chat is saying Robin's new book is awesome, so there's some instant feedback Aww. for you. So, And, and Dennis you. is a cookbook connoisseur, so he's not going to blow smoke up anybody's ass unless he thinks it's actually Aww. a decent book, so... That's Much love to you for that. Right. I really wanted it to be special. I'm, I really poured my heart out into it. So thank you. So it's out two weeks. I mean, do you get any type of feedback from the book people on benchmark successes or anything like this? Or are you just hoping that it's still going well or what? It's go. I think it's going well so far. I mean, they didn't do like a big press tour or anything, um, but it's kind of a little more niche too. So um, I think... I, yeah. So they, they said it's sold well so far on Amazon and, but they don't know yet from what, like the actual stores that sell the physical copies. Some of them pick them up later in the season. So that's, that data is coming in, but I will ask anyone if you have gotten the book, if you would be so kind to write me an Amazon review, mm. reviews are what help you bubble up to the top. So, um, I would totally appreciate that from you guys. Right, go write a review. If you have Robin's new book, what's the title again? healthy electric smoking. Right. So, and I know it is niche. Some people are like, Oh, I don't have an electric smoker. You can really apply these recipes to any smoker. Um, I think they also work really well, obviously electric smoking and pellet smoking. They're not actually that different when you think about it. Um, so most people do have a pellet smoker right. these days. These recipes are perfect for that as well. All right. So let's talk a little bit about something that 
maybe you've had if you're like at a barbecue restaurant or you're at kind of a fancy avant-garde restaurant smoked salts smoked peppers this is something that you're into i actually have some pictures that we can show up but let's talk a little bit about processes and flavor profiles and best ways to use okay okay so well let me back up and just say i got this idea um mainly because i i love this company so much bourbon barrel foods i don't know if you've ever heard of them no um they i think are in the same town as the Glanvilles from Pit Barrel. Oh, okay. I think they used to have like uh, offices next to each other. Um, but so they're based out of Kentucky and they do uh, like heritage uh, soy sauce and things like that made from like, you know, Kentucky soybeans. And they also do um, uh, smoked salts and peppers and things like that. And that's how I discovered them. And I started cooking with them a long, long, long time ago, early on in my blog. And I've always loved them. <laughs> And in my cookbook, I, and well, even before the cookbook started, um, I started smoking salts to give away for Christmas presents, um, like a couple of years ago on my pellet smoker. And so, yeah, but let's just talk about like, so smoked salts and peppers, and even think about one of the most, um, like one of those valuable ingredients in your spice cabinet is your smoked paprika, right? Because right. even if you haven't smoked anything, it automatically adds flavor. So think about something that you use every day, like salt and pepper, uh, how powerful that can be because automatically you're adding not just salt or pepper, but that smoke essence, which is kind of like its own umami, right? Like Stephen Reichland said that on your show a couple weeks ago, or I don't know when it was, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, talking about how smoke is kind of like the other, um, like the, the other sixth sense, you know, like the, the, that umami taste that people love to add. So in this picture, what you can see is I've actually done this in the electric smoker, but as I mentioned, you can really do this in any grill or smoker. I've taken the uh, electric smoker and all, and so I'm smoking in that smoker and I added a smoker tube mm-hmm. full of pellets. And what I did was I took like a, um, a cookie sheet and I put different types of salts on one side. And then uh, like one's a fine grain sea salt, one's a large or a, a, what would you call it? Fine crystal. The other one's like a larger granule that you can put in a, like a salt grinder and also peppercorns so that automatically, you know, when you have these on hand, it's so great because you're automatically getting that smoke flavor to anything you add. So even if it's something very simple, like let's just say something very simple, um, like, uh, grilled scallops with some butter, right? Like if you add just a little bit of like lemon juice and smoked salt, like you don't need anything else. Like you're, it's perfect. You know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're just kind of using like really good fresh ingredients, like, um, use ingredients that, that really pack a punch, right. And something like smoked salt and pepper really do. Or even thinking about like when you're making rubs, if you're using smoked salt and smoked pepper, um, you're already at, you're already infusing your rub with smokiness, which is awesome. So, uh, so it's uh, something that you'll. This is there's a recipe for this in my cookbook, but I mean you can do this, on, like I mentioned, um, on any smoker really. Just but the smoker tube is important because it helps infuse more smoke, so that it, you know. So basically, you're just permeating the shit out of the air with smoke, so you're more likely to have it like absorbing or you know getting it into its essence so the picture that i'm looking at at the moment (laughs) so non-eloquently 
described it. No, it was pretty I'm not a scientist, but you know. Yeah, it was fairly it was fairly <laughs> eloquent. I knew what you were saying. So not Doctor Blonder, but you know. You're Doctor Blonde. <laughs> You're not Dr. Blonder, right? Dr. Blonde, but not Dr. Blonder. So the picture that we're looking at is this post smoke. So the, let's say the salt that's more on the left side uh, was more white and now it's, it has the, uh, what's the, what's that? The left hand uh, side is a large granule um, sea salt. Yeah. Just that might even be kosher salt. And then the other one are Himalayan salt, like Ah, granule that you can put in. Like us, like you know how you just like you'd use a peppercorn grinder, you can right. grind the salt too. So that's what that was and, for. And the smoke has laid this nice patina across the top. Yes, it looks pretty, right? Like a little yeah. salt tapestry. Yep. I like that. <laughs> so, but I think that that's like such an easy way to to add flavor, and then take it a step further, and you can do things like mix the salt with like uh lemon zest and or dried uh dried lemon rind for like a a lemon pepper smoked salt mm-hmm. you know um or a, a lemon smoked salt or lemon rosemary smoked salt like you guys get the idea but there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do and these are really good for gifting um like housewarming gifts you know if you're like hey here have some smoked salt and you put it in a cute little jar and or you know like in like a hostess gift or you know so when you and Scott open up the 20-acre mansion in the middle of Florida and you have the Grill Girl housewarming party, will you wouldn't be put off if I brought down a couple pounds of smoked salt and you're like, oh, Rempy's a cheap ass. He brought down some smoked salt. <laughs> no, you know what we'll use them for? We'll put salt licks out. Scott's already been putting salt licks out on the property to, to attract animals. So, Thanks. um Hopefully the right kind, not the wrong kind. I want to get rid of some of the animals they found there so far. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. These can be these can be used for uh, smoked cocktails, right? Because we also wanted to talk a little bit about that. I would imagine you know on like a smoked margarita or something along these lines. Yeah, so let's talk about all the different ways that you can infuse smoke into a cocktail. So you probably see like when you go. Um, out to like a fancy dinner or they have like a, you know, everyone's like got the, the craft cocktails now. That's Oof. me and dad there with the Smithfield. It looks Smithfield, uh, Smithfield photo. Like I mean, it. Smithfield. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is actually a picture from my cookbook, but let's just talk about how you can accomplish this. Like, and, and just getting back into my book, like my goal was just to kind of empower the person reading to like, kind of just think outside of the box. Like I think a lot of the concepts I introduced in the book, like, smoking certain ingredients to put into other things um are really you can adapt it to a lot of the ways you cook right like adding elements of smoke into the stuff you wouldn't expect so like for the margarita you smoke the the jalapeno mm-hmm. and then you and then you you know shake it with the the ingredients for the margarita to make it smoky um and a little spicy too which is fun and then for something like the old fashioned, what you can do is, and this is fun for a lot of different cool stuff, um, is you smoke, you basically make smoked water, which is you put a pan of water in your smoker and while it's smoking, and then you get the smokiness. And you, you also can put something like a cheesecloth on the top so you don't get any ash mm. in your water pan. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, then you take that water and you freeze it in cool ice cube trays so like for an old-fashioned you know like the big uh square ones is what you want right 
um, which is not in this picture because this was done by the, the cookbook photographer. Um, or maybe they did. I can't tell. Anyway, no, I think maybe they did. Anyway, um, so then you take that water and you put it in a cool molds and then you can do something like, or you put it in the cool ice cube molds and then you can do something like add a sprig of rosemary to it. Mm. And then you've got like a cool rosemary infused smoked ice. So anything that you add that ice to is going to infuse smokiness into the drink as the ice starts to melt. And it's not an overpowering smoke. It's just like a flavor additive. Yeah, it's just like a, a like a little infusion. It's like a hint. Are you, you know, a fan of this? Uh, they bring a plank out. and They have all the ingredients on a cart. And then they have that little jet torch. And they start the plank on fire. And then at, right after it catches, they take the glass and they put it over the flame. Obviously, that, that takes out all the oxygen. The fire goes out, and now you have smoke just hitting the inside of that glass and rolling. Then they turn it over, and they quickly make the old-fashioned or the uh, Manhattan or something along these lines. you like that, or is that too much? I mean, I like it. I'm not going to do that for a cocktail party with 15 people there. <laughs> It's like, you know, when you go to Mexican restaurants and they, they make the guacamole at the table for you and it's yeah. very exciting. That's like, that's how I would equate it. I mean, I think it's cool. I love it, but, you know. Better for show I, at a restaurant having somebody do it for you than for you doing it for 15 of your friends. Exactly. Yes. All right. Uh, or every time I want to drink, I got to go damn, yeah, you, you know. You got to set things on stuff. fire. Right. Forget <laughs> that. So uh, Memorial Day is coming up this weekend. Obviously, anything we've already talked about, you should be getting ahead of yourself and having ready for the big Memorial Day weekend. But what do you like from a, a menu item? Are you into wings or anything like this? I Yeah. So I just wanted to tell everyone, like, I, I feel like, well, the people that listen to your show might be different. They might be. They're the people that they're they're grilling year round. Yes, I feel like right. that's your demographic. It's not the. Oh, it's Memorial Day. We should grill something. It's you know, grilling because, season, like, everybody. Memorial I'm Day. Right. And it closes on Labor Day. We can't grill after Labor Day or before Memorial Day. The, the grilling gates have gone down. There's no more grilling. Right. <laughs> you could get shot. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you see John Solberg. He's out in like, the middle of Michigan, which is like Antarctica, practically, you know, grilling in his backyard in like December because he's the hardcore. Maniac. Right. That's why we, we love him. And, and that's so we know there's no grilling season, but you're gonna have a you're gonna have Monday off. So, you know, I feel like people are like, Oh, what are we gonna do? Burgers, hot dogs? No. I think chicken wings are like the best grilled. And you can I think it's fun too for entertaining because you can take, you know, your meat, but then you could be like, Let's do three different marinades and mm. see which one we like better, you know? So if you guys check out my site, this is a, like an Indonesian. Um, so uh, you can do it with lemongrass or lime zest. So uh, lime, cilantro, garlic wings, super yummy. These, um, these are like, a, yeah, like an Indonesian Tamil-inspired um, recipe. I also have one I really, really like. Um, these are my cho- – if you like spicy, these are chipotle sriracha. Um they're spicy, but then you dip them in a homemade blue cheese dip, which is the bomb, which is also great for, uh, and then this is, this is such a good one too. I love this. Um, all these, both these two, all of them actually, the dip on them, I mean, the marinade on them just make extra and you can just use it as dip. It's so good. But, um, so this is uh, West Indies wings. So this is like a four ingredient, um, wing marinade recipe, but it's so good. So it's, 
a coconut milk base with uh, like an island style habanero sauce. Mm. Um, what else? With ginger and turmeric. And it's just amazing and so good. Fresh ginger? Um, fresh ginger's key. Yeah. Okay. But in a pinch, the dried will do. It's better than nothing, right? But the ginger is like, it's just that sauce would be so good over like some um, some noodles, honestly, or zoodles as like a, a spicy kind of yet like spicy yet um, filling kind of creamy coconut base type sauce. Am I late to the party, Robin, or am I keenly aware of trending items where this, uh, uh, what is it, uh, cilantro lime sauce is like come out of nowhere and it's on everything. I just saw it at Costco. They have it on the steak. They had it by itself. They had something else that have it. Now you got cilantro lime wings. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, but I've been doing that forever. Oh, um, I'm late to the party. <laughs> damn it. No. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I always do stuff early, though, because like I was doing keto two years ago, and actually three and a half years ago, because um, I was doing it right after I had Hunter, and I was trying to get uh, a bathing suit, my bathing suit bod back, because I had uh -huh. to go on this family vacation with a six-month-old to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, anyway, that's another story. But um, so I don't know. I feel like sometimes some things it just takes a while for other people to, to catch on. Yeah, but cilantro and lime are a wonderful flavor combination. Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I guess there's some people that hate cilantro just on uh, just on its face. They're just haters of cilantro. But I'm a I'm a lover of cilantro. Sometimes I'll just take like little grape tomatoes and cut them in half and put a little olive oil, a little salt, a little pepper, and then some cilantro, and then just mix it all together, and I have like a little fresh tomato cilantro salad. It's delicious. It, it is. I love oh. cilantro, too. Yeah. Like, um, It really kind of just makes tacos for me. Like, Instead of using lettuce, I'd just rather have like chopped up cilantro. Um, but you know, some people do have uh, like a weird like taste bud thing where, mm. for whatever reason, cilantro tastes like dish detergent. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Um, I'm glad I don't my have friend, it. My friend, uh, I've met a couple people that have this. It's really weird. Uh, I don't know what causes it, uh, but Perry Perkins, who wrote the Kahachina cookbook, um, he and I did a thing together a while ago, and he's a really nice guy. He has that. Hmm. Well, that's too bad. So that means more cilantro for us, I guess. Yeah, and it's yeah. always hard to grow. I've tried to grow it, and it dies very easily, yeah. so I must not have the magic touch for that. Screw it. It's real easy to go buy in the grocery store all you <laughs> want all day long, so no problem. Now, in the meantime, if you have questions or you want recipes or whatever, go to grillgirl.com. By the way, because I am always tracking Instagram followers, last month, Robin, you were at 13,000 Instagram followers. Now you are just shy of 15,000. <laughs> Instagram followers. Jeez, I, I mean, to, it's unbelievable. I want to show you something really quick because we, when you were talking to Tuffy, look, let me see if I can get your camera. Look at this. Oh, wait, hold I on, hold on, hold on. Let me get a close up here. So please. Oh, that's Dave oh. Grohl, right? Let me see. Hold, hold on. This is from last year's Memphis in May. <laughs> I took a selfie with him on my Instagram. It was like my most liked photo of last year. Wow. He, he had been at the, the Sheds tent. Right. And was hanging out with them. And then he was walking to someone else's tent. And I just went up to him while he was walking and was like, 
hey, can I take a selfie with you? And he's like, yeah, if you keep walking. So we're like literally walking and I'm like, I'm going to take a <laughs> selfie with you. And I did it. And it was fucking awesome because he's Dave Grohl. So anyway. It looks I, like, I, I mean, it really looks like, <laughs> um, you know, many years ago when Johnny Trigg pushed me out of the way when we were at the Kingsford Invitational. It looks like you've just stuck the phone up and caught him mid-stride and he doesn't even know you're there. He was just getting ready to walk over. It's great. I love it. It, it was like a drive-by. Yeah. You know, it kind of was. He did consent to taking the photo, though. All right. So, um, oh, but fine. I just thought that was funny, and I had to share it with you because he, he posted it on his Instagram today. But his <sighs> is a little different because Tuffy's like, there was that time that Dave Grohl came, and I taught him the ways of cooking pork. And mine's like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? <laughs> yeah. Keep walking, and you can take it, lady. I got to get to the next tent. I'm Dave Grohl from this, the Food Fighters. Who is this girl? Exactly. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Food Fighters, so that's great that he took it. So, uh, All right, so go to grillgirl.com, the website, or follow at grillgirlrobin, R-O-B-Y-N, on Instagram, and maybe we'll be at seventeen or 18,000 followers next month. Robin, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Love you guys. Love you. Greg. There she is, Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl. With a forced selfie with Dave Grohl. <laughs> My man was like, the cops are behind me. You want this selfie? You better run with me. It's kind of a weird selfie. But a great selfie at the same time. You know who doesn't have a selfie with Dave Grohl? Me. Just because I don't go to Memphis in May. I wonder if somebody else might have a selfie of Dave Grohl. No names, please. All right, we are way late, way late. Let me see how I'm going to catch up here. First, I'm going to talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Uh, let me see. Let me accept that. Okay, we're ready for that one at 14 past. Established in 1882, Southside Market is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for the original beef sausage, which is coarse ground and a natural pork casing. They also have authentic Central Texas barbecue to sell as well. All meats, including the prime brisket, slow smoked for many hours over real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. They also ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide, in case you're not local. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later. Include a custom gift note and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. All shipped items are vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparation for the customer. Shipped with dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. All meats inspected on that on-site USDA facility. On-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are welcome as well. Two restaurants for you to eat in if you are so inclined. The Elgin, Texas since 1882 and Bastrop, Texas since 2014. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. But if you go to southsidemarket.com as you check out and it asks for the promo code, use code BBQ Central. That's BBQ C E N T R A L, BBQ Central, all lowercase one word. You get 10% off your entire online order, not the first time, but each and every time. So get the slammers, get the beef sausage, get the cheddar jalapeno, get the Polish sausage, get it all. Get a brisket or two. Save 10% when you check out with Code BBQ Central. And we are back to wrap the first hour in a brief fashion. Stick around. We'll be right back.
This is Bobby. And this is Jennifer. And we're from Cleveland, Ohio. And you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. Thanks again to Robin Lindars for joining me last segment. GrillGirl.com, at GrillGirlRobin, her Instagram. Also, thanks to Tuffy Stone, Cool Smoke Barbecue Pitmaster, and your 2019 Barbecue, uh, your 2019 Memphis and May World Champion. Both in shoulder and... Uh, shoulder and overall. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Joe Catone just sent me an email that is absolutely incredible. If I go in too far, can anybody see this? Let me go to the... Ugh. Yeah, you can't see that. It says Americans don't eat horses. Uh-oh. What? We will someday, sir. Missing the show for a local awards night, but saw this horse meat sticker in my home in Chandler, Arizona. Wanted to pass it along. Thank you. That's disheartening. All right, let's go to that second hour. Stick around. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 